This podcast contains explicit language. Viewer discretion is advised. This week on the Matchdressing Podcast. Kevin Owens gets a second chance. Nakamura pulls a Guerrero. And 10,000 people are all in. Take it to the edge. It's max time. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Max Wrestling Podcast. I am, of course, Dazzy Dangerously, along with the current reigning Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion, Mike Larkin. Here he, here he, Carmella beat Charlotte Flair, but she's not ready for Oscar. I didn't know she beat Charlotte Flair. Did you know she beat Charlotte Flair? I'm just saying, I mean, we had to have that celebration, and you know, the here he he he, here he he here, Carmella beat Charlotte Flair, and I gotta tell you something, I was kind of digging the outfit, I was kind of rocking and looking at friggin' Carmella's bod, she was looking aight, but, but, it's what it needed to be, and I mean, I know people get annoyed by her, and she's not one of the best wrestlers out there, but for what she needs to be right now, she's doing a great job. I'm, I'm a Carmella fan, I don't care. I'm just saying, yeah, <laughs> and it's cool, and I gotta say, Ronda Rousey, as far as her, like, in-ring work goes, I think there was footage of her wrestling at the house show last night, she looked pretty darn good, I know yeah. she's got that UK, uh, UK date coming very soon as well, so, a lot of people I've seen complaining, there was so much backlash that Ronda Rousey's gonna get the women's championship match at Money in the Bank. <sighs> okay, uh... Yeah, you first. <laughs> It, it did kind of come out of nowhere. It did. It was like an but then, RKO. But then you see the, the interview thing, and yes, it's too soon, but I don't expect Naya to drop the title to her anyway. I expect some sort of shenanigans, maybe Natalia cost for the title or something. But I like the fact that they did it in a way that kind of takes a little bit of heat off Ronda, where Naya challenged her, and she's like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to. There's more girls that deserve it, but yeah, okay. Now, you see it, that's exactly my feeling because you mentioned shenanigans and stuff. Yeah. You could see Natalia going at it like, oh, Rhonda, you were supposed to be my friend. You're not going to, you weren't going to jump the line. You weren't going to, you know, glom everybody's a spotlight. And I could see Natalia screwing Rhonda, and that would set up Rhonda and Natalia for SummerSlam. Yeah. And this is why so many people have cried about it because they don't look at the bigger picture like we do. Yeah. Think, people. Think. Oh, 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 she she only had one match, which, by the way, she was excellent in. She yeah. only had one match, and she's only been there for, like, a couple months. And dur- Shut up. Just let it play out. Yeah. And it's, it's done in a way where Naya has specifically chosen her because she wants a challenge. 
and it's going to be a challenge for both of them. I think they're both are going to accentuate each other, but in the end, Nia needs to retain that title. Yeah, I don't expect any uh, running rollover clotheslines from Ronda against Nia. Well, she can <laughs> try very valiantly, but that's a whole lot of woman right there, so we shall see what happens. I mean, oh, speaking of, well, I was going to say, dude, speaking of what happens, whew, uh, I've seen the tweets. I know you've seen it. Uh, the hashtag is Brock who for Mr. Seth freaking Rollins. Could we possibly be seeing coming very, very soon Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal title? Uh, um, if it involves Brock, I care less and less these days. I just want that title off him. You do realize, and then there's like rumors that they want to try to keep it on him till either WrestleMania 35 or after WrestleMania 35. Yeah. Um, ugh, you know what? I've made it very clear in the past I don't pay for Sky Sports mm-hmm. because it's ridiculously overpriced. So I'm, I watch Raw and SmackDown by other means. To- totally legal, by the way. Now, I know he's going to break CM Punk's record. If Brock holds that title for, let's say, longer than SummerSlam, I will finally cancel the network and just fucking stream everything. I don't care. They're not having my money anymore. Yeah. I'm done with Brock. Well, me too. Um, and I just will say, Brock and Seth, uh, yeah, I think that I'm, I'm looking at his tweets, the Brock who... And if they want, I think he's one of the guys that they want to have face Brock. I know Finn Balor's in that list. Uh, so Braun Strowman again. Um, but, yeah, I could see Brock and Seth being the SummerSlam match. Uh, Braun Strowman should have beat Brock at least twice. I now. know. He should have won at No Mercy. He should have been the one at WrestleMania. But, no, we had to get Roman in there again. But, what? what oh, all right. It's I know people... It is, and I know a lot of people complain about Roman because, oh, he's constantly there. But the man hasn't really, like, won a pay-per-view match since beating Samoa Joe. Like, going up to that pay-per-view, he hadn't won a match in, like, a while as far as pay-per-view goes. And then this week, he beats up Jinder, and uh, he Superman punches him on the stage. He spears him through the wall, and what cracked me up about the whole thing was the Singh brother, as soon as Jinder hits the floor, he goes, Maharaja, are you okay? <laughs> Maharaja! Maharaja! Now, you say wall, I say sheet of cardboard placed in front of a corridor. I'm trying to be politically correct. <laughs> they didn't. It was a sheet of cardboard. They didn't even remove the signs that were pointing to the wall. So where are I those know. signs supposed to go if the wall's there? Exactly. What a fucking Maharaja! Are you okay? Let's just say, oh. call it what it is. Roman speared him into a dark room. Yes. <laughs> now, that's why I think we were saying in the chat, like, for me, money in the money in the bank is eh. I, and I'm more looking forward to NXT TakeOver Chicago the night before. I'm really looking forward oh, yeah, more yeah. to NXT. Yeah, money in the bank I'm eh about because that's one of the reasons why there, right there. And as soon as I saw, because, like, the house show lineups came out, and I see that they're going to be doing Roman and Jinder allowing the house shows, I'm like, oh, God, I am not looking forward to Roman Reigns, Jinder Mahal feud, number one. And number two, Sami Zayn, in his glasses, again, is going to expose Bobby Lashley and bring his sisters to Raw next week. I really don't want to see Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn at Money in the Bank. I don't really want to see any more of Bobby Lashley's sisters. (sighs) 
And I like Bobby Lashley, but it's like, what are you doing? You're turning him to this family man. I do this for my family. I'm doing this for my sisters. I love my sisters. And now Sami Zayn's going to expose him because he gave him vertigo. The feud is because Sami Zayn got vertigo from Bobby Lashley. That's what it is. And he stole his hat. And he stole his hat. We can clearly see he wants to be me. That's my hat. <laughs> that cracked me up. But it's just like, all right, uh, we know you want to get Bobby Lashley because the last singles match that he had was in July of 2007 where he fought John Cena for the WWE title at the Great American Bash. That was his last yeah, that was his last singles pay-per-view match. Now in his first singles pay-per-view match back in over 11 years, he's going to beat Sami Zayn. I get it. You want him to look strong. Uh, I mean, the, the feud is lame. But, it is. Um... I mean, props to Sami Zayn. He, he did his best with that segment. And he kept a straight face. <laughs> he really did. He really did. Yeah, props to Sami Zayn. I think the match is actually going to be better than what people expect because Sami Zayn is incredible at what he does. Yeah. And I thought it was great watching him screw Bobby Lashley in the match, hit the haluva kick, and Kevin Owens gets his second chance, as we mentioned in the intro. Kevin Owens is now in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Which is great, but I want to know who Garango is going to pick. Because obviously he was on the phone to Stephanie. Kurt Angle loves being on his phone in segments. But <laughs> I know who I know who he was probably gonna pick. I think we probably would have seen Jason Jordan. Oh god, yeah. I didn't think of that. Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, now that's what I'm saying. I think my theory might be going out the window unless they do it before uh, SummerSlam. I, we got to see Seth and Jason Jordan for that Intercontinental Title because he's already beaten Mojo. He beat Kevin Owens, so and if Jason Jordan's back, which he is, he's cleared. I think they got to go back to him and Seth because they're former tag champs and tag partners. Yeah, um, I think we said last week that Seth Rollins may be the real top face on Raw, and he's backing he's, it up every single week. He made a good match out of Mojo Rawley. That was like Mojo Rawley's best match in like years. Like freaking him and Seth Rollins. He had a great match with Mojo. Him and Kevin Owens stole the show this week. I thought that was an <laughs> incredible match. It, it's fucking Seth Rollins. I, I tuned out of the match last week because Mojo was in it, and I still enjoyed it. Exactly. How, how does that work? <laughs> and, and Daz, knowing you, you hate Mojo Rowley. Oh, and I don't God. hate Mojo Rowley. It, it was my least favorite wrestler against my current favorite, and Seth Rollins is absolutely on fire right now. Freaking amazing. And speaking of someone's on fire, dude, they got to win. The B team. They beat Breezango. <laughs> the B team. It stands oh, for best. I so wanted them to come out to the A team theme. I did too, but no. No such luck. Now, um, we've yeah. we've seen WWE do business with uh, Mr. T in the past. I want to see some kind of segment between him and the B team. <laughs> yes. So, now, what? Do, I thought the whole thing, how they set it up was great. Like, it's like Kurt's like, guys, you lost to the tag champs last week. Why would I give you a tag title match? So he gives them the match. He, he beat they beat Brzango, and now it looks like possibly they're setting up the B team versus Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt uh, for Money in the Bank for the tag titles. Uh, which would be one of the very very few times we've seen Bray and Bow in the ring at the same time. Yeah, besides like the NXT days and them fighting one on one. I mean, yeah, that's it's been a while with that. And um, all I got to say is, in a way, too, poor revival because they got the loss to uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Poor revival. Uh, very, very much poor revival if rumors are true that they're going back to NXT. Yes, I heard they're going to be doing NXT house shows uh, 
No, not too long. I mean, if I they're know. only doing house shows, that's fine. But if they're actually getting completely thrown back to NXT, then that's a shame because they had a hell of a run there the first time and they just haven't been booked at their full potential on the main roster. Well, unfortunately, dude, it's a case of bad luck. Friggin' Scott Dawson got hurt. Yeah. Then Dash Wilder got hurt. <laughs> it's like they, they both got hurt. I remember when uh, Motor City Machine Guns used to do that every time. One of them would get injured. Then when that guy came back, the other one would get injured. Then when he came back, the other one would get injured again. And it just kept going like that for like two years. Yeah, it was the Saban <laughs> Shelly curse, man, because both of those guys kept hurt. I think they kept hurting like their ACL or like they need. I think it was like every time it was like a knee injury or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saban's ACL and MCL's a shot. Yeah. Um, good news for Alexa Bliss, though. Um, apparently, she's not injured, as Dirt Sheets reported, because she won a match this week. Yeah, she's in the money in the bank. Yeah, so much for that shoulder surgery, Dave. And how about that shoulder surgery, Dave? <laughs> Meltzer. I, dude, I'm not going to lie. So they do these monthly conference calls where Triple H talks about NXT and stuff. And not this, I think this past one, because, or there might have been the one before. You know, they have the operator tell who's calling in. And all of a sudden I hear, and our next call is from Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer. I'm like, yep, I'm lowering that because I do not want to hear Dave Meltzer because I was doing something at the time. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to Dave Meltzer because uh, <laughs> I can't do it. Then I turn it back up and then I hear Triple H is still talking to him and putting him over because apparently Dave Meltzer was in the Andre the Giant documentary. And I'm like, can you just ask the question already? <laughs> like, like, that's like the one reason why... It, New Japan gets ruined for me because I see his dumb face like friggin' in the crowd or they had him with Kevin Kelly. That's like the only reason New Japan gets ruined for me is fucking Dave Meltzer. But and, and it's just yeah, Dave fucking Meltzer, man. But yeah, he called the shoulder injury and yeah. look at look at what happened with Alexa there, Dave. He's in the she's in the money in the bank match, Dave. Oh well what happened is I was misinformed. No 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 no. What happens is you're full of shit. Fucking dickhead. But yeah, it's just Alexa Bliss is in the money in the bank. Uh, Kevin Owens is in the men's money in the bank. Um, Bailey and Sasha, we had that tease of good luck tonight. Thanks. So all of a sudden, they're, they're best buds again. Is this still going? It's still going on, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, speaking of something that keeps going, WWE. I know it's one of two things, and you love to do it. We get it. Sarah Logan is from the South. And number two... We know she likes to hunt. And this week was a prime example of we get it, she's from the South. Because Sarah Logan was talking about being on the potato farm, and it's like we get it. She's from the South. That That's valuable information that she grew up on a potato farm. Fuck it. I'm like, like, just let the girl go out there and be a badass. Because she's amazing at what she does. Why couldn't they have just given us crazy Mary Dobson? No, because we got to do this whole thing with the Riot Squad, which, you know, they had that this week against Natalia and Ember Moon. And, God, who was the other one? It was Natalia, Ember Moon, and... And Sasha. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you can see I don't give a damn about Sasha Banks anymore because this whole Sasha Banks Bailey feud I just wanted to be <laughs> So, yeah, so Sasha was in there, and Liv Morgan, of course, tapped out to, to the sharpshooter, and that was fine for what it was. But, yeah, just... Oh, whatever. You know, just like whatever. I, I really don't care anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, and I and I like Bailey and Sasha, but that whole thing just makes me not care anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, just let it die. We don't care. Don't care. You, you had your chance, you blew it. Um, we completely skipped something, actually, and it's quite easy to miss because Bobby Roode hasn't exactly reached his full potential on the main roster either, but he, he's, he's qualified for money in the bank. He has. He beat No Way Jose and Aaron Corbin. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry it's missable. It's just fucking Bobby Roode hasn't really done anything since he's come to Raw. He's been losing to Elias, and he finally beats Elias. He joined the Kaga line, and he pinned the man who he joined the Kaga line in at the pay-per-view in the Money in the Bank qualifier. Oh, it makes no sense. It doesn't. But yeah, Bobby Roode is in the is in the Money in the Bank, which that's cool. But whatever. Um, a lot of people are turned off by Bobby Roode because they don't see the big deal about him. And it's easy to see why they would feel that way after seeing how Roode's been bucked on SmackDown. But I mean, man, you go back six, seven years and watch his uh, heel run in the company of many names and you'll see what Bobby Roode's all about. It's, it's such a shame that they've really dropped the ball with him. And I bet Vince is going to blame Bobby and say he can't connect with the fans. Just, yeah. Just, it, it's just Bobby Roode. Poor Bobby Roode. That's another one. Poor Elias. I know Elias took the pin in the match. But, yeah, man. I mean, it's just, it's just meh. That's really all I can say about that. Is there anything else that, that was really big with Raw? I'm trying to remember because I know we covered a lot there, besides well, the Ronda Rousey thing. Yeah, which they replayed about three, four times. Thanks. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we, the only other thing was the tag team match between Ziggler and McIntyre. And surpri oh. surprisingly, they beat Balor and Strowman. Yes, I was actually... I did enjoy that match. And freaking Braun Strowman, head of steam, tackles Drew McIntyre, and there goes the trophy. That's... Uh, Braun's new thing, just running tackles outside the ring. Dude, I loved it. And then Finn takes the pin, and it pushes more with Ziggler and McIntyre. So obviously we're probably going to get a rematch. When kids start running around the playground and randomly tackling their friends, they're going to start Braun doing that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Braun's in the money in the bank, Finn's in the money in the bank. Um, I think either Ziggler or McIntyre will be in it. I would put McIntyre in it. Yeah. Uh, McIntyre should definitely be the forefront of that duo and Ziggler as a sidekick. As far as who's in the SmackDown one, as far as putting it, a SmackDown guy in the match, I would have the man who debuted. I know we're getting to SmackDown, but I, I would also put the man who debuted on SmackDown this week, Andrade Cien Almas, in the Money in the Bank. Uh, I, I don't know what I was expecting, whether I was expecting him to face a full-time talent or a jobber but yeah it was it was okay. quick it, it was what it was i was fine with the enhancement talent and by the way i cracked up with that because we'll get to smackdown as well Des. but congratulations to my ex <laughs> that's nice austin aries yeah that's nice he, he had to make it clear that she was his ex congratulations to my ex for making the opportunities now look at that tweet and you tell me who did the breaking up <laughs> okay I know everybody and a lot of the Impact fans who are some of my boys who are very hyped on Austin Aries being there number one he'll probably leave again and number two the man's known for being a dickhead you yeah. could say everything that he's a great talent and all this which I think he, he's an exceptional athlete but he's a fucking dickhead 
Uh, I think he's actually said himself in the past that he he is a dickhead and he's had to deal with. Fucking Jim Cornette said he's a miserable fuck. (laughs) But then again, this is Jim Cornette we're talking about. But yes, Jim Cornette has dealt with him and he thinks he's a miserable fuck. But yeah, I'll take Cornette's word. That damn son of a bitch. That goddamn son of a bitch. But yeah, I mean, fucking Austin Aries, congratulations to my ex. I laughed about that. Oh, by the way, I saw your face palm on the chat there because she's a wrestler I like, and you know she's a tremendous athlete. Hamada getting arrested for stimulants and the drugs. Wow. See, we complain about it, but this is why WWE have a strict wellness policy. And I like Hamada, and I thought she was great in Impact Wrestling, former tag team champion there with Awesome Kong. I think she's a tremendous athlete. She was actually in the match where the whole Sexy Star Rosemary thing happened, which she stiffed the living shit out of Sexy Star, which I enjoyed in that matchup. But, again, it was she was a part of that. But poor Hamada, man. And like I said, she's another one that I like, and I think, you know, you got Kyrie Sane there, and you got, you know, Asuka. But she would be a formidable, like, veteran opponent for them. I, would, I, she would, I think she would do tremendously well in NXT. It's just this whole thing. Just I, I felt bad for her because she was one that I liked. Yeah. But, I mean, if you know you're going to get caught out, don't do the crime. Yeah. Don't do the crime. Like, come on, man. Um, so, I'm just looking at the Money in the Bank card as it stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, so, there's two spots left in the men's. Uh, we're definitely not going to see McIntyre or Ziggler because the last two spots are going to be either um, a member of the New Day. Which oh, I yeah, that's right. Or Big Cass versus Samoa Joe. Which All is, right. Which is coming up at some point. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. That'll probably be next week for Samoa Joe and Big Cass. So I'm going to say right now it'll be Biggie and Samoa Joe. Yeah. And because I'm going to say this right now, Big Cass is not ready. Oh, man, Big Cass is awful. He he sucks. And a lot of people are saying that that match at Backlash was one of Daniel Bryan's worst. And it's not Daniel Bryan's fault. It's fucking Big Cass. He's still, I mean, I know Vince sees him and he thinks, God damn it, he's tall. The body, the potential. Kevin, Kevin. But no, well, he sucks. I don't, I don't think Vince is too high on him anymore anyway. I, I just oh, gotta yeah, say, that's right. Big Cass is an idiot he's an idiot he just kept beating up poor little daniel bryan the uh you know the uh, little person that the, they the brought smaller in. daniel bryan the smaller daniel bryan and he just didn't listen i mean was not happy about that if the wwe officials specifically including vince specifically tell you twice not to do something and then you go and do it anyway how stupid you have to be okay Cass, your partner your former partner was a fuck up. Don't follow his footsteps. <laughs> I mean, if you're like a, a Randy Orton or a John Cena or a Roman Reigns, maybe you could get away with that. But Big Cass, who hasn't won shit yet, and has just come back from an injury. No, mm-hmm. no, not I'm a good, sorry. not a good idea. It's not, and he just—he—he he still needs a lot of work. I'm sorry, but he sucks. He, he uh, fucking sucks. To be honest, I never liked his mic skills. Uh, when he was with Enzo, um, I think a lot of people enjoyed it because of the whole Enzo and Cass double act, but I always thought Cass was terrible on the mic. 
Yeah, when he was doing the whole yes thing and mocking Daniel Bryan, all I was waiting for him to say was soft after it. Like, for real, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. It was, like, exactly like soft, but he changed it to yes. Um, and I do enjoy seeing a very aggressive Daniel Bryan, though. I mean, he beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I was so happy watching him kick the shit out of Big Cass. I was very happy to see that. And, dude, can I just get it out of the way and just say it right here, right now? And do you know what that is? Uh, Daniel Bryan had enough. That, and number two, you know something, Don Callis, I can say what we want about that company, but the fact that you do not want to sign Enzo is probably one of the smartest things that that company could ever do. You know, you could say, oh, well, never say never, but I could tell by the implications of your actions, Talladega Knights reference, and I could tell by the way that you sounded that you guys have want nothing to do with Enzo Amore, so that I applaud you <laughs> If uh, Enzo applied for Impact, he'd get an email response saying, thank you for your interest, we'll keep you in mind. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry, but I had to dive around the whole corporate well and all that stuff. Just you just say the fuck, fucking we're not going to hire him. That's all you got to say. Put it in layman's terms, we're not going to hire him. There you go. So that, that, that's, that made me happy because some that asshole had to ask that question and because, well, they're desperate. So yeah. that made me happy. <laughs> but as, and also Daniel Bryan made me happy. Just, again, watching him kick the shit out of Big Cass. And obviously we're probably going to get a rematch at Money in the Bank, which, yay. Yay. And then uh, Big Cass will win. Or, or, well, who knows now, just because he has heat right now again. Oh, yeah. I, I, from what I saw this week, it seems like they're going to just bury him with Daniel Bryan. <sighs> which is his yeah. own fault. It's his own fault. I mean, it's not like Baron Corbin, who was just doing his job being a heel, got punished. That was tremendous. I'm sorry. But he's another one. Like, I, I just his attitude is gets gets the worst for him, fucking Baron Corbin. There's a reason why he's not in Money in the Bank. Yeah, but I mean, he was just doing his job. He was pissing people off on Twitter because he wanted people to hate him. That's what I'm saying. You're a heel, and you wanted to be a heel, and then he gets heat just for being a good heel? Like, that makes no sense. No. It's like punishing John Cena for being too nice. It's like punishing Zack Ryder for getting over by himself. Which he did. Which he did. <laughs> uh, oh, God, please. And I'm going to say this right now. I know they're both on the same brand, but do I really need to see if they do it? Please don't do a Ryder Mojo Rally feud on Raw. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see anything involving Mojo Rawley. Just, just, just please, just don't. Just every time I hear his music now, I just get angry. I just and immensely just get angry. I'm just like, I, I sigh. Because I'm like, I don't want to see Mojo Rawley. Uh, I don't. I don't. Dan, Dan, fuck off. Dan. Yeah, like, what's that? Dan, 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 Dan. I'm like, fuck you. Ugh. Ugh. But yeah, Skin's so, crawling just talking about it. Skin is crawling <laughs> just talking about it, yeah. So is there anything else that we missed with Raw? Because I, I'm, I'm like, I know we mentioned like the main parts and stuff, but is there, is there any other match that we missed or did we pretty much cover? Because I'm sorry, but I'm having like a brain fart right now. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Let's just stick with SmackDown now. Um, oh, yeah, we covered everything on Raw. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Daniel Bryan beating the shit out of Big Cass, which I enjoyed. Um Miz on commentary I thought was great during that whole uh, Money in the Bank qualifier there with the whole New Day and um, the bar, which, 
Yeah, dude, it's going to be Biggie. I'm just going to yeah. say it right now, it's going to be Biggie in that match. Oh, just one thing I did forget. Um, you, could, you can always tell when WWE's in London because you get the Hey Bailey chants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to know if you be my girl. Even if every other country doesn't care about her anymore. Yeah. You, can, <laughs> you, you guys are always awesome. I, I'll put that UK crowd over all day, every day. So, yeah, that, I think I'm saying. Well, they're the same crowd that I used to love when Baron Corbin was in NXT because he pissed everybody off so much that every time they were UK, they would chant F.U. Corbin at him. <laughs> So yeah, man, the Bailey thing never gets old. And freaking Daniel Bryan beating Big Cass, um, Biggie, Biggie, Biggie is probably going to be in the Money in the Bank. Now I got to ask you, Bludgeon Brothers, what'd you think of their promo this week? Uh, you know, same old. Yeah. Um, I didn't dislike it. It's just it's the same as before, really. And did you like the celebration? Oh man, see, I am in the minority. I love the celebration. <laughs> Which is fine. I, like I said before, it accomplishes what needs to make Carmella the heel. And we're going to get her and Asuka at Money in the Bank, which uh, I could see Carmella winning by cheating. And I think they set up a rematch going towards SummerSlam, and Asuka wins it at the Barclay Center. Yeah, I mean, we say it's too soon for Ronda. Um, it wouldn't have been too soon for Asuka at WrestleMania, but they need to build her up again now before they put the belt on her. Yeah, personally, I don't think it's like a huge loss if Asuka loses. Because, you know, she lost it to Charlotte, and everybody still loves her, and they really haven't killed her off. So yeah. I, I think if she loses, it's fine. Speaking of somebody who loses, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, which I'd like the implosion in a way of absolution. Uh, and Becky Lynch. Was coming. You knew it. Becky Lynch, what do you think Becky's in the money in the bank? Uh, I, I would have liked to see Mandy or Sonya in it, but, you know, Becky Lynch is... <clears throat> one of their top women, so she has to be in it. Um, well, for me, dude, you, yeah, you first. Didn't I say last week Paige should have put Mandy against Sonya? Yes, she did. I will give to you mess props. with him. Yes. Yep. Thank you. Somebody's listening to us. <laughs> I, well, I was going to say that, that. I still love that entrance. I love that Mandy Rose entrance now. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like Sonya's music as well. And the flashy. Yeah. Oh, dude. Jesus. That- that was great. They they bring the lights down and she does the pop up, you know, with the with the fist. I'm like, that was cool. I like that a lot. I, I like how they accentuated that. And Sonya, you know, people can say what you want about Sonya Deville, but I like Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville is cool. Yeah, Becky Lynch winning. So next week we're gonna get Billy Kay versus Lana. Yeah, which kind of caught me off guard because from what I've seen from live events, house shows, they've been putting Lana in a team with the Iconics. Yeah, so I'm going to say right now Billy Kay is probably going to win and beat Lana, which rightfully yeah. so. And, and Lana's going to blame Aiden. <sighs> yeah, what was that? Because the week she goes, oh, Rusev, you know, you know, so you're, you're you're being held back. And, you know, but and then this week she's all like buddy, buddy yeah. with Aiden. Like, like Aiden, sing it. Go ahead, build it up. Rusev Day, the first m- man and woman to hold the money in the bank briefcase. The first husband and wife to hold the money in the bank briefcase. Like, like a couple of weeks ago, you're like blaming him for the fact that Rusev's being held down and, you know, Machka. And now this week, it's all buddy-buddy. It's all good. It must be like she, she doesn't like her husband's new best friend, but then she gets to know him. <laughs> so she accepts him. <laughs> Just accept it. And by the way, I, I give you props for that. Rusev on Sky Sports telling everybody it's uh, Rusev Day. That was so funny just seeing him approach from behind going, Hey, man. 
Um, we're, we're in the middle of a bulletin. That's oh, okay. I like bulletins. Like, just give the man a push. All right. If, if, all right. My, I'm going to say this right now. My early pick is probably going to be Samoa Joe to win Money in the Bank. But oh, how I want Rusev to win that match. That would be tremendous, and he could cash it in on Rusev Day. Duh! Like, like you have money here, and you just yeah. Ugh. Just give it to Rusev. Uh, just, I've also got to give props to that Sky Sports presenter because he is such a good actor. He genuinely seemed outraged that Rusev was interrupting him. Like, can we get security yeah. in here? Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know who else is probably a great actor? Um, no. I'm going to call it right now. The whole John Cena and Nikki Bella thing is a work because he goes oh, on the show. Because he tells it. Yeah, because he tells her on friggin' the Today Show that he wants her back. The only reason that they're doing it is because Total Bellas is on Sunday premiering. I'm just going to say it right now. It's a work. Work, it's a work, 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 work. Work, Yes. It's, it's a fucking work. Like, fuck I mean, you. They Johnson. actually filmed the breakup scene for Total Bellas. That tells you all you need to know. And, and I'm sorry. Like, j- just fuck you, John Cena. Fuck you. I'm like, if... it's a, just, just fuck you. If, if you're going to break up with somebody after, like, what is it, seven years they've been together? Yeah, about that. You don't want it recorded on TV. Yeah, because, John, yeah, I'm thinking about it nowadays. Yeah, it's, it's got to be, like, seven years, because before John Cena, she was with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. And then they made a comeback, conveniently. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, before we go on to the main event of SmackDown, I've got to call the, the fuck-up by the production truck. So, okay, it, so it goes backstage to that se- I don't know if it happened everywhere actually but it goes backstage to that segment with uh, Lana and Rusev and Aiden English then it went back to Paige in the ring and she announced that Jeff Hardy was going to face the Miz later that night obviously that didn't happen on Smackdown and it was a dark match oh yeah I, I heard about that we did not get <laughs> that in the US I guess you guys got it in the UK we got it and I remember watching it going what the fuck just happened because the commentators weren't saying anything and then they just let Paige's music play while they, the camera was on the crowd and then it cuts outside. So in that dark match, did Jeff Hardy win? Oh, yeah, Jeff won. Okay. So, all right. I, we got to talk about the main event, which I think this was probably one of the best matches of this series. Yes, and it happened on free TV. Yeah. Well, unless now, you're a Sky Sports customer. <laughs> so I thought it was great. I liked the way they, they set it up. Like he was going to do like Nakamura pull, like we mentioned Nakamura pulling the Eddie Guerrero. Like he's getting ready to do the move. And he goes, ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> and then, you know, you know, he gives him the reverse that, uh, you know, exploder and then the Kinshasa for the win. Now I'm curious to see what the stipulation that Nakamura is going to pick for the, <laughs> for the money in the bank, which I think it would be funny if it's an, I quit and then styles, and that doesn't quit, and Nakamura goes, no speak English. Yeah, he was quitting the whole time in Japanese, but nobody understood. Um, I've seen the memes all week suggesting all these different types of matches where it could end in a double finish, and it did brilliant. Like, if there's a ladder match, they can both get the belt at the same time. If it's a cage mm-hmm. match, they can both hit the floor at the same time, unless you're Brock Lesnar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a match where it could end in a double finish, because... That seems to be the way they're doing this now. And it looks like they're probably going to stretch it till SummerSlam if they can. I think so, man. Um, do you give Nakamura the belt at Money in the Bank, or do you have him win it at SummerSlam? Uh, I'm definitely going to say Nakamura wins in the last match of the feud, so it, 
will be SummerSlam. Unless this is the last match at a feud at Money in the Bank, but I definitely don't see it ending anytime soon. I mean, I'm, I'm interested now because, like I said, I think this was the best match so far in the series, and it was on SmackDown. So all right, you got me hooked on that. And speaking of something I got hooked, I got to ask you this as well because the match came announced and it has to do with New Japan. It doesn't have to be like, the you know, not the Naito, Jericho, Carter, Omega, and Okada, but we're going to get Osprey and Ishimori. Nice. Ishimori, who is not going to impact. Yeah, of course. Like, like, like oh, but he's at redemption. No. He's fulfilling his obligations, and then he's going to go to New Japan. Oh, poor wake little up. sheep. Poor little sheep. Poor little sheep. Just just wake up, okay? Just just, just wake up. Wake you up inside, but you can't wake up. It's like Evanescence. Bring you to life. <laughs> oh, man, you just made me think of Scott Steiner and Triple H. I'm sorry. And yes, I was <laughs> for No Way Out of 3, but I love that song. I love that song a lot. That was a very good album, Fallen. Bring Me to Life, Going Under, Everybody's Fool, My Immortal. I mean, that was a, that was a hell of an album. Fallen was outstanding, but I don't need to be reminded of Scott Steiner stripping Triple H down to his underwear. That was, well, okay, well, that was more the Royal Rumble match. Cause yeah, then, I, I, I that just was, think of that feud and, oh, no. You know, it, it sucks. And I've admitted that I freaking hated that feud. And everybody will blame Triple H like he buried him. No, it was called Triple H was doing his damnedest to have a good match with Scott Steiner who was hurt and should not have been in the world title picture. Shouldn't have been in the world title picture, period. No. And then what What did he do after that? He feuded with Test over Stacey Cuba, and then they became a tag team. And then you know what happened? Scott Steiner left, yeah. and he got fired. Because he And sucks. thank God. It's, yes. And spoiler alert, thank God. He's no longer the tag champs. Oh, but Eli Drake signed a two-month extension. He'll probably leave after that. Yeah, only, it, only two months. Only two months. He signed a two-month extension, which probably means that he's going to work anniversary and then he'll be gone. But if he stays, more power to him because I think he's an asset wherever he goes. But I'm going to say mostly he's going to be leaving because he had enough. Yeah. Uh, now, speaking of Jeff Hardy, um, yes. I'm sure a lot of people have noticed that he's kind of changed the Swanson bomb and how he does it and the twist of fate. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's because of his tailbone where he, he used to sort of dive and then twist at the last minute with a swanton bomb now he just sort of flips completely lands all his body weight on top of him which uh, i believe randy orton said is the worst move to take because it hurts so much um because you literally get the full weight of jeff coming down on your chest yeah i think brock lesnar because it's actually funny you mention that because when the hardys were on the edge and christian enc pod Brock Lesnar mentioned that taking that swan tom was a, a lot of pain as well because Brock, I mean, it's taken a couple times when the Hardys feuded with Brock Lesnar and when Jeff fought Brock Lesnar back last show too. So, yeah, Brock Lesnar, the man who's, you know, the conqueror and all that, the swan tom bomb is his kryptonite. Oh, and that's back when Jeff used to take mo- most of the brunt of the blow from the swan tom. Exactly. So God knows yeah. what it feels like now. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, and I've noticed the way that he does it now too. And personally, I'll say this right now. He kind of had like a turnaround for me because I think a lot of those superstars were jet lag going to Saudi Arabia. Because number one, that match with Gender sucked, and that whisper in the wind botch was just bad. But then, <laughs> then he goes to Backlash, and I thought him and Randy actually had a decent match. Now I'm curious to see who he's going to fight at Money in the Bank for the U.S. title on account of the fact that he's not in a ladder match. Which Jeff Hardy not in a ladder match? What are you doing? But yeah. oh, I digress. I could see Shelton being in there as well. Do you think we could possibly see Jeff Hardy and Shelton Benjamin for the U.S. title? It's Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, or, well, I was going to say, or Randy again, but who knows. 
well, Daniel Bryan's not in uh, the ladder match. I'd be happy to see Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy. I think that would be cool too, but I think unfortunately we're getting Daniel Bryan and Big Cass again. Yeah, unless Big Cass qualifies, who knows? But oh, God, yeah, it's, it's going to be some old Joe. <laughs> just, just please, no, just put Joe in there. Just put Joe. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, and the twist of fate, of course, where he used to land on his back. Now he kind of turns it into a stunner, which he's been doing since his last couple of years in TNA. Oh yeah. shit! I said the name. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> And you know what's even worse about that? Like, fucking Impact Wrestling fans hate it when you call it TNA. Oh, because we moved on from that. It's a new regime. It's a new era. It's always going to be TNA. It's always TNA, and it still sucks. You, you can change the name of the Titanic. It's still going to sink. It's... Okay. It's funny you mentioned sink. Tyrus. He would not say... Okay, first of all, I thought it was hilarious that he called Impact Lucha Underground Impact now in that interview because that's pretty much <laughs> what it is. And number two, he's like, why would I want to stay on a sinking ship? Yeah. He even called it a sinking ship. Why would he just say it's a sinking ship? Why? Just to bash it? No. Because he had enough. Had enough, man. He, you just don't call something a sinking ship for that. He even said Impact gets 300,000 you know, viewers at, a, at its best, or friggin' just when it's whatever. That's what I'm saying. He's like, so I wanted to get off the sinking ship. I mean, he insulted uh, Impact when he left the first time. So, more, more fool them for rehiring him. Yeah, so he just, well, then friggin', yeah, I think he just said he didn't like the way he was being used. They gave him a half-ass idea, and he was like, no, I'm not dealing with this. I'm gonna go and call my mama. Oh, God, if he comes back, well... I'll say this right now. He said he was going to have to assess his career, which he doesn't really need to be in wrestling because he's got the Fox News gig. But his boy EC3 is in NXT, so if I guess if he wants to come back to NXT, more power to him. Yeah. Um, you can... The amount of former Impact talent they've got now is insane. Yeah, like, like people, like, and it's the hopefuls there that want to see that company do well, but it's just like there's a reason why a lot of those people that were in your company are now over in NXT, so mm-hmm. just saying. They had enough. And, uh, oh, something <clears throat> that I not had enough of. What do you think about the UK talent who we have so far in the UK tournament? Um, well, you can get all this talent, but you're still going to miss out on two key British talents, Will Ospreay and Zach, uh, Zach Sabre Jr., you know something, man? I agree with you on that, but what do you think about guys like Kenny Williams, who was featured on 205 this week, and guys like Joe Coffey were in it? I mean, Triple H is no stranger to indie wrestling, especially UK. I think he's got a really keen eye on the UK scene. Um, I'm, I'm just being petty when I say they don't, they're not going to get Osprey or Sabre Jr. There's still a hell of a lot of UK talent they can get. Also, I mean, just yeah. remember, Rockstar Spud can wrestle. That's true, yeah. But, well, they put Jack Gallagher in the UK tournament, which I thought was very cool. Yeah, I haven't seen much of Jack Gallagher. I mean, I obviously don't keep up with 205. Uh, has he been on that much? Well, him and Kendrick uh, recently fought the Lucha House Party. So, yeah, he was on it. Okay. Yeah, I kind of miss seeing Jack Gallagher on Raw. When he first... Um... Started appearing on Raw, he got a hell of a following. People started cheering for him every time he came out with his little umbrella. Mm-hmm. Ah. I mean, that, that's 
part of the problem with 205. There's not many eyes on it. And there's uh, so much talent that deserves it. All right. So here's the official uh, eight participants so far. So they're going to announce the second part of it on uh, Friday. So it's Joe Coffey, Zach Gibson, Jack Gallagher, Amir Jordan, Kenny Williams, Dave Mastiff, El Liguero, and Joseph Connors will be returning. Nice. Uh, there's a few names there that have uh, appeared in British Boot Camp with Impact. Uh, um, sorry for saying the name again, but yes. Uh, a few of them appeared in British Boot Camp. Uh, there was El Liguero, mm-hmm. um, Dave Mastiff was there, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm familiar with Zach Gibson. Uh, he's had a lot of success uh, on the UK scene. Very, very much from Liverpool. Uh, he named a lot of some of his moves and stuff off uh, LFC. So, yeah, he's definitely a Liverpoolian. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you familiar with guys like Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams and all those guys? No, but Kenny Williams rings a bell. Okay, yeah, so he's been doing ICW stuff, and I believe he wrestled a Rey Mysterio at a Fear and Loathing. Oh, nice. Yeah, just have a look. I mean... Jeez, he's been everywhere. Progress, Premier, Preston, mm-hmm. uh, IPW, Defiance. Mm-hmm. Damn. And, of course, yeah, ICW. Uh, three-time Zero-G champion. Nice. Like I said, I like the crop of talent that they have for it so far. And it's this time, it's not. It's going to be not in the ball, but the Royal Albert Hall, I believe. Uh, yes. Let me take a look. Uh, yes, in uh, Kensington. Very posh part of London. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing what we got the UK tournament too. And then we have the May Young Classic too coming back as well. Yeah, um, which I believe there's also a lot of women coming back for that. That were in it last time as well. Which I'm down for that. Yeah. Um, so, taking a look at this tournament... Um, on June 18th, we have British Strong Star, which is, of course, Pete Dunne, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate versus the Undisputed Era. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next night, we've got Pete Dunne defending the UK title, Adam Cole defending the North American title, Shayna Baszler defending the women's title, and the Undisputed Era defending the tag team titles. I like it a lot. I think the winner of this UK tournament the next night gets to fight Pete Dunne for the uh, UK title, right? Yeah. Nice. Uh, hopefully that... Uh, when is it? April... Oh, June. June 18th and 19th. <clears throat> Why was That's... I looking at April? I was about to say, Dad, you want to go oh, back to... That was, that was the first date I saw, and it just said on April the 2nd event was scheduled for June 18th and 19th. <laughs> Wait a minute, we're, not, we're in May. Um <laughs> say, Dad, you want to go back about like a month or two, man, because we're almost June too. I'm just like, say, you just want to go back in time, Dad. Uh, yeah, June 18th and 19th, uh, which is of course just following Money in the Bank. So that's going to be a busy week. That is going to be a busy week. We got Takeover and Money in the Bank, and then we got the UK Raw, SmackDown UK tournament night one and two. Jeez. Jeez. And uh, there's also one episode of Impact Wrestling, which has already been taped. Well. <laughs> I couldn't resist taking a dig. 
Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you hear Todd Callis talking about, oh, I can't wait for, you know, the Windsor shows and the Toronto shows. Of course you can't, Don, because you're a fellow Canadian, and that's all freaking Impact's going to is fucking Canada. So there you go. Oh, my. Okay, let's go to a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk uh, NXT and All In which made headlines this past week so before we go anywhere remember the next time we bring you a trivia special will be trivia takeover 3.0 pick your poison on june 30th uh, which will celebrate the second anniversary of the knowledge championship and we're also bringing back the special tradition of everybody on the show cutting a promo on a wrestler of their choice and the first theme song for the show is unstoppable by for the fallen dreams you can check that out now on their new album six which is available on iTunes and Spotify. We'll be right back after this. There's no need for a battle. Thousands of men don't need to die. I don't believe that giants and ghouls and white walkers are lurking beyond the wall. Just begun. Relive the story so far. From Zone Season 2, coming this summer from Danger Zone Productions. I'll take it to the end. I'll take it to the other side. I hear it screaming. It's coming so NXT kicked off this week with a huge pop for Johnny Gargano, except it wasn't Johnny Gargano. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out here. One of the best heels right now is Tommaso Ciampa. The oh. man, like I mentioned last week, he does not need an entrance. Just come out to the booth. Just come out to the booth. He doesn't even need entrance music. Tommaso Ciampa has got more nuclear heat than Kim Jong Un. Well, he's amazing. <laughs> Let's not go that far, but he's on the level of that, yes. <laughs> Fucking Tommaso Ciampa just comes out talking about beating Johnny Gargano. Candice LeRae comes out. You know, I don't know why you married that man. I'm sitting there and I'm questioning why. Well, I lived with you for two years. We know who has the pants in the relationship. And I'm like, whoa, this is freaking great. And then Candice's like, who are you? What has happened to you? What happened to that guy that, you know, used to be our friend? And friggin', you know, well, I love everybody chanting Candace wrestling and everybody mess him up, Candace, mess him up. And then Tommaso's like, yeah, Candace, mess me, me up. up. <laughs> that was tremendous. <laughs> the delivery was epic, and I loved it. And then she smacks him in the face, and it's just oh. like, yes, it's great. I'm not sure if he smacked him in the face or if she smacked a microphone into his face, but well, you, you heard that microphone. I think that was the impact. Is this the microphone, like, right into the face or just the impact of smacking the microphone? But it made for a great segment, man. That was a fantastic segment. I definitely want to see more um, Champa being an asshole and Candice trying to defend Johnny. I'm going to tell you right now what the money match is. Because Alistair Black is the NXT champion, I think it has to happen down the line. I'd love to see a Black and Champa feud. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> so we know um, NXT have got a lot of rebuilding to do in terms of their women's division after taking um, Absolution and the Riot Squad up. Uh, so Lacey Evans is getting a lot of booking lately. She has such promise. And I think just, you know, I've said this, like, when she came out doing the military thing, which obviously because she's a former Marine and she's very passionate about her country and just, you know, doing stuff for her daughter from yeah. the May Young Classic promo. 
I've always said this about her. You need to make her a heel because she could be like a like a like a heel, which what she is now. She's like the first lady. She's like the first lady of NXT, and she's got like this prim properness about her. But she was very heelish, and she just goes out and decks people like she did to Kyrie Sane. But I think for what we had in her match with Brandy Lauren, which for those who don't know, Brandy Lauren is the former Ava Story, very briefly there in Impact Wrestling, and she also just did a Women of Honor match not too long ago, which. The thing that I had with her is, like, she's 21. I think she has a bright future ahead of her. But I'm like, you Impact kept people like her and Kiara Hogan right now who are very inexperienced, but they don't want a girl like Eva Lise, who you're partnered with Lucha Underground. She has such she's, – she's such a great character and has a great talent in the ring-wise, but you don't want Eva Lise, which puzzles me. But then again, this look at the company we're talking about. Oh, yeah, let's take a look at the company we're talking The company that passed up on Eva Lise at one point um... – in a what was it gut check that they used to do they yeah. cho- instead of Eva least they chose lady tapper who was green as fuck at the time i mean fair enough she went to um uh global uh, global force afterwards and improved a little bit and then came back but you passed up Eva least who was amazing and got great crowd reaction at the time she wasn't even that as recognizable then as she is now mm-hmm. so i think that was before lucha underground yeah, this was after um, she did the Tough Enough with Stone Cold and Matt Cross was on there, M-Dog 20, the Son of Havoc, and all these guys. Yeah. So she she's coming off of that. Like, she was hurt. That's why she was off that Tough Enough. Uh, she did the knockouts, knockdown, a one-night-only thing in, like, 2012, 2013. But, yeah, you pass her up in the gut check for Lady Tapa, which no disrespect to Lady Tapa, you know, the Barbarian and, you know, the tie-in there. And I know Lady Tapa's doing some MMA right now, which she looks tremendous at what she's doing. And I got nothing against Lady Tapa, but she was so green at the time. And like you mentioned, she improved in Global Force Wrestling. But it's like you pass up on Eva Lise and you keep girls like Kiara Hogan, who, like I said, she's a very cool girl and very nice. And she wants to work hard, but like she's still very green. I know you got Tessa Blanchard there now, but there's really like nobody as far as women go there. And Ava's story, I mean, Brandy Lauren is good at what she does. I saw she did a match in Women of Honor. I forgot who was it, it was against. I think it was Mandy Leone or one of those girls. But she looked very good. And she has a bright future. She's only 21. And, you know, I really – if this was her only appearance, I think it served its purpose. You know, accentuated Lacey Evans. And, dude, I got to ask you, what do you think? Kyrie Sane comes back and gets her revenge. Or are you looking forward to a feud and the continuation of the feud between Kyrie Sane and Lacey Evans? Yeah, I, mean, I'm, I'm, I like um, Kyrie saying. I think the attack was kind of heelish, though, like jumping up from behind. Well, Lacey Evans hit her with the microphone, so that was her revenge. Yeah, you just you just don't really expect a babyface to attack somebody from behind in retaliation. They just well, you know... she did that to Shayna Baszler. Friggin', she came from the crowd and attacked Shayna Baszler. I know Kyrie's Kyrie, Kyrie is insane. Uh... Well, she's... <laughs> well, speaking of someone who's insane, Nikki Cross. So Dakota oh. Kai's <laughs> Dakota Kai. Is getting asked by everybody like, oh, are, are you gonna? Well, what's going on? You know the whole thing with Shannon Baszler and different, different, and then freaking Nikki Cross goes, I got a question. I got a question. When are you gonna face your fear and fight Shannon Baszler? Face your fear. And I thought that was great. And she's laughing and doing her maniacal laugh and just freaking going, being the nutty Nikki Cross that she is. So yeah, face your fear, Dakota. Nikki Cross is amazing. That, that interruption was so good. <laughs> Just the way that she says she's rubbing on her face. I got a question. I got a I question. I got a question for you. Thank you. <laughs> I got a question for you. 
<laughs> Shane was great. And, and I mean, it, it's great to see the interaction with Dakota Kai and Shane because um, obviously we're going to end a match between those two, but they wrestled each other in Shimmer. They know each other very well. Yeah. And they were in the Mae Young Classic together. So, I mean, I, I got no problem with that dichotomy. Um, also, we got a. Some would say it's a dream match. Um, no pun intended. Uh, Velveteen Dream and Ricochet are on free TV. Well, not free TV if you're a network subscriber. Um, on a on a regular weekly show this week. I, I thought for what it was, what they were doing was great, and then Lars Sullivan came out and kicked the crap out of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, to tremendous booze, by the way, because everybody was enjoying that match. Thank, thanks, Lars. And uh, now next week we find out, yep, Lars Sullivan against Velveteen Dream Ricochet in a handicap match. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> nice little interview with Alistair Black as well. I mean, he, oh, yeah. he, he doesn't care who he defends the title against. He's Alistair Black, who, by the way, um, was at a SmackDown Live event last night in Liverpool, I think. Yeah. Uh, so na- nice to see Alistair Black doing some waves on the main roster. Uh, I mean, they do like to call up NXT guys for for live events and house shows um, just to get them on that little bit of an exposure platform. But uh, I'm not sure how long they're going to keep dreaming NXT now. Uh, not dream, um, Alistair in NXT. I mean, obviously he's NXT champion, but it's only a matter of time surely now before he gets called up. I put him on SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, we've gone from SmackDown being the B-Show and fucking Fire Road Dog to SmackDown's better than Raw right now. Yeah, and you know what it is, too? Like, I see Aleister Black, and he would have so many great matches on the SmackDown roster. The only reason I want to see him on Raw is because I like to see him kick Brock Lesnar's head off. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, Aleister Black's the man. Um, Speaking of someone who, you know, like, NHT is great with building up talents. Like, you look at Lacey Evans, but what did you think about this week we got to see, once again, the finest Kona Reeves against Raul Mendoza? Um, Hiromu Takahashi did it better. Well, <laughs> I see your point there. But the young man has potential somewhat. Um, I even said to my mom, because we were watching last night, I'm like, the dude's still green as goose shit, but they obviously are invested and they see something in Kona Reeves, so... We shall see. Time will uh, tell. I mean, it, it was a mashup of Takahashi and uh, John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Impact. <laughs> it's, that's very true. <clears throat> you're, you're not wrong about that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was okay. Uh, he, I mean, I say he kind of models himself on Takahashi and Johnny Impact, but he does have still in some way a unique kind of look. So... I think he stands out a bit. Um, Kathy Kelly talking to William Regal this week uh, brought me to the fact that apparently Kathy Kelly and Finn Balor broke up. Did they really? Not not just Austin Aries and um, Selena Vega, but 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 Balor and Kelly is over. Is it really? No. Oh, damn. I mean, I like Kathy Kelly, so I uh, whatever. The, that that one is not as um, heartbreaking as uh, Selena Vega and Austin Aries. I'll tell you why it's heartbreaking because it breaks my heart that Austin Aries wants to be- mooch off his ex girlfriend. <laughs> hey, well, I told you also broke up. Ricochet and Tessa Blanchard are no longer a thing. Yeah. 
Should we, uh, can we get somebody interviewing Arsene going, so, uh, you know, what do you think about Selena making her debut on SmackDown? Well, first of all, she's my ex. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem I had with the tweet. I'm like, did you really need to say that she's your ex-girlfriend? Why couldn't you just say congratulations to add Selena Vega WWE now? <laughs> oh, congratulations to my ex. <laughs> can we get, um, a little mix playing here's to my ex? Uh, I never thought I'd say, can we please get a little mix singing? But, uh, yeah. Fucking, it's just... Uh, oh, the only thing I'll just mention this before we go back to NXT. Rich Swan at the Windsor tapings. Oh, yes. Um, How long till he has enough? Well, dude, I don't think he's signed. I think he's just working the tapings. It's the same thing with Katarina, a.k.a. Winner. I, I think she's just there to work the tapings. Oh, yeah, well, let's be honest. Nobody really signs of Impact. They're just there for a few shows, and then they have enough. Fucking people talking about Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix. They're fucking Lucha Underground. Shut the fuck up. You don't have them on the roster. Shut up. Fucking Ishimori. Fucking. <laughs> well, you... they were so adamant that he was still there. No. <laughs> Did you see the interview, by the way, that I said freaking Ishimori talking about... <laughs> I'm talking about being in the Bullet Club, and then friggin' Tamatanga at the end goes, "What a Bullet Club, motherfuckers!" <laughs> I love Tamatanga. It's the man. Um, okay. One one thing I uh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. One thing I gotta ask you is so, this had to do with NXT as well. Next week, it looks like we are gonna get the tag team matchup of Heavy Machinery versus a now heel TM61. This is what I was going to say. Uh, nice segue. Um, <laughs> I'd stick alike. Go ahead, man. Well, what I was going to say was that was the only part I didn't like about this week's NXT, the backstage segments. Um, <sighs> heavy machinery were just cringeworthy and awkward. You know, they were like, it was like they were both high. Well, friggin', come on, Tucky, yeah. We're going to get the steaks. Uh, we're coming for you. Ah, Otis, yeah, coming at ya. Oh, they're working away. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with these guys? What the fuck was that, Otis? Yeah, every machinery were coming for you. Well, Tucker Knight was was not as bad as Otis, but they were coming to get you. Tucky, get the stakes. Yeah, walk it away. We don't wrestle cheetahs. (laughs) But apparently we're going to get a heel TM61 now, which they need a heel tag team on there now since Authors of Pain are no longer on NXT. So yeah. ATM one, which I'm fine with, and apparently they're gonna fight heavy machinery. So I'm a, I'm I'm like eh, I'm kind of meh about that. But then it all made up for me because then we had the great main event of Pete Dunne, Danny Birch, <laughs> and Oni Lorcan against the Undisputed Era. Fantastic. Pete Dunne is <laughs> getting more and more over every week. You know what the best part about it though was? And I think it goes back to last week with me because the way that they set up the mattress, Danny Birch was like. You know I don't like it. You know I think you're a piece of garbage. And then freaking Pete Dunn just shrugs your shoulder like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Because the man is such a badass. He doesn't care if people call him a piece of garbage. It's it's just they have a common enemy in the Undisputed Era. Pete Dunn with those forearm shots to Adam Cole, baby. And the Roderick Strong kicking the shit out of people. It was It's stiff because Danny Burch wrestles stiff. Oni Lorcan wrestles stiff. Kyle O'Reilly fucking wrestles stiff. It was, just, it was great from top to bottom. And personally, dude, I know you'll agree with me on this. I really am looking forward to a Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan versus the Undisputed Era match for the tag titles. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to the blow-off feud with uh, Pete Dunne and, and Roddy. Roddy Strong, yep. though. I mean, God. 
I, I, there's really nothing I can say that that main event was just pure excellence. NXT does it again. It's fucking NXT. So, um, speaking of pure excellence, um, this goes way back to a time when Uncle Dave Mystic Meltzer uh, once said that the Bullet Club can't sell out a 10,000-seat arena. Hello, Dave. They did it in 29 minutes. Fucking half an hour, under half an hour, whatever the fuck, like you said, 29 minutes. Hello, Dave. <laughs> they did it. They did it all by themselves. Yep. Um. Yeah, I saw the tweet as well with uh, Cody. I'll take that bet, Dave. So now I want to know how much Dave owes him. <laughs> well, that was not the big thing of this week because Cody Rhodes pretty much said he doesn't want that homophobe Vince Russo to be all in. And then Vince Russo shot back at him and gave him the finger and all this and all that, oh, bro. Yeah, you know, Russo was making an absolute hit of himself this week. Like, he don't want you on the show, man. No, and Russo's lashing out in these videos um, saying he's burying Cody. No, you're not. You're just looking like a dick. That's what he is because he doesn't get it. And I know, you know, you told Generation Me until you were blue in the face, bro, that they weren't going to get over by the style of their wrestling. Well, hello, Vince. <laughs> hello, hello. My old, hello, old friend. <laughs> hello. Fucking, like, shut up. And I know Jim Cornette is one of the people who are not fans of the Young Bucks. And he even fucking said, congratulations to everybody all in. I may not like the talent involved, but congratulations. Jim Cornette was more classier than you. And this is a guy who does rants for friggin' his podcast and for a living. And he was more classier than you, Vinny Rue. Yeah. Amazing. Um, as far as I know, there's only one match scheduled so far, which is pretty big. Um, and it's Cody challenging Nick Aldis, a.k.a. Magnus. For the NWA World Championship. You know, his father brought a lot of prestige to that championship, so I'm kind of digging and looking forward to seeing the presentation of it. But yeah, I'm okay with that. And can you really, you know what it is too? I really can't call NWA like a brand because it's just like the title, because all you see is like the 10 pounds of gold, and like all you'll see on their YouTube channel is that and matches for the NWA title. So it's yeah. still, I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, I think that match should be very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, the NWA split into all these different territories over the years, and um, Billy Corgan obviously now is in control and trying to get it back to where it used to be. Uh, he, I mean, he's got a lot of work to do, but I think working with uh, New Japan or Ring of Honor would be a good step, and I can absolutely see him putting the championship on Cody and taking it all over the world. It brings yeah. more and more prestige back to the championship. I personally think that would be great for Cody to hold the NWA championship, bring prestige to it. And then Billy Corgan with his hard work to quote the Smashing Pumpkins, he's going to do it tonight, tonight. <laughs> I mean, how long? Oh, man. Magnus has had it for a long time now. He and has. He, he fought Colt Cabana and was in China, right? Yeah, something like that. And he hasn't really drawn that much attention to it. Like, yeah, just uh, just take the belt off Magnus. And I like Magnus, but I think it would be fitting on Cody. Yeah, I mean, even when he was the world champion in the other company with many names, he that should have been a bigger deal than it was. First um, Brit to win a world championship. Mm -hmm. um, well, American world championship. And it just was like, meh. 
I mean, he well, was a heel at the time, and they made the mistake of turning him heel right before the UK tour. Are yeah. you crazy? It's like, why would you do that? But they did. <laughs> and that was, oh, of course, because they did. And then, you know, you had the friggin' Dixieland shit and all that, but fucking, yeah. That was my big thing. I'm like, you got a guy in Magnus who's big in the UK, and it's his home country, and then you turn him heel right before it? Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Hmm. Then again, um, look at the company we're talking about. Now, also, uh, another match that could happen, based on what happened at the press conference, is uh, Hangman Page and Flip Gordon, maybe. Uh, there was a, there was a bit where a reporter asked if Flip Gordon was going to be booked for the show, and uh, they called him to the front, and then the reporter turned out to be Flip Gordon, uh, wearing a hat and a mustache. <laughs> I, I saw highlights of this. Um... You know, that'll be a great match. I, I've seen the first time I actually saw Flip was uh, back in my former home state of New York, uh, Long Island. He wrestled a gentleman by the name of Rex Lawless, who's a great talent out there. Um, and he was just doing incredible moves. And he's just, I saw, you know, the charisma and the greatness that he has in the ring. He just exudes athleticism. And then, you know, his work in Ring of Honor, then depends. You know, I mean, the dude has got it in, in Japan as well. And the dude has it. And don't tell me he's not going to be all in, because we all know he's going to be all in. and Because it's the angle, it's the build, whatever. But I think him and Hangman Page, Adam Page, will have a great match. Yeah, and of course, also announced for the show is Rey Mysterio. Um, who is do we know who he's be wrestling? Or do we know no. who he's wrestling? Yet? Okay. Uh, we also don't know who's, who he's going to be wrestling at Dominion yet. That's right, yeah. Uh, I'm guessing it'll maybe be Jushin Thunder Liger if they can finally get it done because they didn't get to do it the first time. I'm down for it, man. Yeah. Um, Stephen Amell is uh, scheduled to appear. Uh, Pentagon Jr. <laughs> Hello. Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> Tessa Blanchard. Laurel Van Ness. Chelsea Green. Uh, Britt Baker, who actually, for those who don't know, Britt Baker is actually the girlfriend of Adam Cole, baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jay Lethal. A lot of big names, and of course, oh wait, wait, wait a minute! I'm just reading this now. Uh, some celebrity guests that may be appearing: uh, Terry Funk, which mm-hmm. I can see; Jeff Jarrett, yeah, he's very mm-hmm. much involved with mm-hmm. WWE at the minute. Uh, yeah. Lex Luger is a rumored name, which would be crazy. Uh, DDP, Billy Gunn, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Ron Simmons. Uh, I can't see Jerry Lawler appearing there because he's obviously still under contract with WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, and wrestling enthusiast Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> I saw that. I was so happy for that. I'm a big Macaulay. Well, Macaulay Culkin is a big wrestling fan, and he has his own podcast now, The Bunny Years, so he can yes. promote years. Um, that's great. And I mean, Macaulay Culkin. We've seen him on Monday Night Raw. I mean, the last thing that we saw Macaulay Culkin do is he did a lot of Home Alone shenanigans in a match with <laughs> Joe Ryan. <laughs> But, like, I got no problem with Macaulay Culkin because I think Macaulay Culkin respects wrestling and he loves wrestling. So I'm cool with Macaulay Culkin. And he wanted to fight Rusev, so hey. Yeah, I'm I'm just happy to see Macaulay Culkin back in the spotlight doing well. Yeah, because, you know what, he had a rough life, but I think, you know, he's doing his thing now. And he's actually with, uh, what's-her-face, Brenda Song, who was in uh, The Social Network. Yeah. She was in a lot of Disney movies back in the day. So, yeah, he's doing well for himself. Good times. Uh, Good times. Now... This one is a big, 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 big if. Because obviously he's um, got other commitments, but uh, I posted it in the group during the week. Um, I didn't I didn't post it because I actually believed it. I just thought it was a nice fantasy. 
Um, of CM Punk being on the show because he's doing a sign-in for Pro Wrestling Tees the night before the show in mm. Chicago. Um, so, you know, there is a slight chance of him being that all-in. Maybe not in, in action, but being there, which I think would be huge. I'm going to say this right now. If WWE did not get Daniel Bryan, I know Daniel Bryan's kind of been like mad about it, but I, I most certainly think that they would have tried to get Daniel Bryan on all-in. Yeah. Uh, did they get CM Punk? Well, Ring of Honors, where technically he was made. Yeah. So I, I would see like not why not, but I don't see him wrestling or anything. But I, could I see an appearance or could I just see him being there, like you said? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but, the well, he has a fight coming up, right? Too, right, Daz? Yeah. Him and Mike Jackson's coming up soon. Yes. Um. Also in Chicago, I believe. Yep. Um. And it's not too far. Is it? It's tonight. It. It's in June, isn't it? His next fight. Yep. It's, June ninth. It's, it's before All In, so. There's, there's every more, even more chance for him to appear now. Um, maybe not if he loses, but I'm hopeful he can redeem himself this time. Uh, I said it before, I don't care what people say. I'm still a big CM Punk fan. Oh, hopefully he has a better showing this UFC fight around than this first one. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's come under fire this week for being on the main card of UFC uh, 225, which... I don't know why people expect it any different, but uh, they were a little bit upset that he was on the main card, and he was—he uh, actually said, "I don't care if you put me in the, the pre-show or whatever. I don't know. Get the fuck over it." Yeah, like that's just petty bullshit. Um, yeah. So there we go. Uh, we're we are all in. I'm assuming it's going to be televised. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be on pay-per-view or if it's going to be on the uh, New Japan world or whatever i don't i don't know they haven't really said anything about how it's going to be broadcast i'm curious myself but i know what it won't will not be on it won't be on twitch, twitch. i don't know <laughs> it might be on twitch who knows i'm only joking just because i'm tired of hearing the word twitch I it, just had it to... won't be on the wwe network and it won't be on the gwn whatever it is which apparently they've expanded to all these different countries now i'm like well that's nice yeah um speaking of gwn Okay. It made a surprise appearance on the WWE Network. Again? Well, I know the table for three, but which one? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. It was on <laughs> the table for three that we mentioned. Yeah, Angle and Styles, Hard Justice, they they talked about it. I mean, I watched Jared Elias and uh, Road Dog, and yes, they sang with my baby tonight. Yeah. Which, it, it was fine. It was okay. But Jeff Jarrett was um, talking about, you know, he mentioned TNA, and, you know, it was so funny because Road Dog just goes, out of the blue, you do realize that, or he admitted that, if James Storm would have came to WWE or would have been on the main roster, because I know he did the NXT appearances, yeah, that AJ Styles' theme song, They Don't Want None, was originally supposed to be for James Storm. Yeah, I don't think that would have suited him whatsoever. You know what it is too, man? I would be okay with it, because I think James Storm has admitted that he's a hip-hop fan. So I think I would be okay with that, because I think it's just him you know, playing to what he likes and his preferences. Yeah. But do I think it suit him kind of, man? No, I mean, you look at James Storm and you just, he, yeah, he needs country music. Well, that's why in NXT his theme song was Nervous and a boy to do a man's <laughs> job, to do a man's job. Or just, you know, pay the rights for Johnny Cash. I mean, come on. I love Sooner or Later Gotta Cut You Down. Sooner or Later Gotta Cut I'm You Down. I'm more surprised that the company of many names managed to get that song for him 
yeah. That, that's just a great song. That's just great memories. It's not actually Johnny <laughs> Cash, but they got a produced version of Oh, yeah, they got it covered. Yeah, but sooner or later, gotta cut you. I mean, they still would have had to pay rights to cover it. Absolutely, absolutely. They probably would have had to pay rights for that. Like, it's like with WWE. Like, my dad says it all the time. Like, when you think of Daniel Bryan, you think of the final countdown in Europe because of Ring of Honor and everybody going nuts for it. It's the final countdown. Like, if, if CM Punk can get cult of personality, why can't Daniel Bryan get the final countdown? Yeah. Um, yeah, he even managed to get it on UFC as well. Yep. Which is probably the best part of that fight, seeing Punk walk out yeah, to Cult of Personality again. That was the best part of that <laughs> fight, was just hearing the Cult of Personality. Fuck yeah. Yes. <laughs> Miracle. Oh, well, there we go. I think we've covered everything from this week. Um, again, not much happened in the company of any names. That, not that we care, anyway. <laughs> just... Make it stop. Uh, uh, well, thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget, you can find us on SoundCloud and Podomatic at Max Wrestling. And look for us on YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher. Um, the episodes always appear a couple of days later on Stitcher for some reason. I don't know. Um, but yes, we're also on Facebook at Max Wrestling UK. And everybody is welcome to join our interactive group. It is, of course, facebook.com slash groups slash Max Wrestling Interactive. And you can find me at DazzyMWP and Mike at... At SMShow1 or MCL92 on the Twitter. And SoundCloud is MCLarkin92. More audios to come. And as far as interviews go, there's going to be a lot coming up. But two that I'm very proud to have on. One is former TNA and Ring of Honor superstar Simply Luscious. She was there in the early stages of TNA. And she was a part of the Prophecy and Ring of Honor. And I've had Rodney Mack on, so it's only fitting. Uh, former ECW and WWE uh, superstar jazz so stay tuned back to mac player back to mac player um of course we are trying to get the uh second series of both uh screen gems and throne zone going uh but you can catch up with the first ones now at db screen gems and at throne zone uk and join us next week as we continue making moves towards money in the bank um i think there's only two spots left in both ladder matches now Maybe, um, maybe a couple more in the women's. Yeah, I think there's like four or five more for the Actually, no, with uh, Billy Kay and Lana with the qualifier next week, there'll only be like four left. Nice. All right. All that and more, whatever else happens in the crazy world of wrestling, we will talk about next week. And that's the bottom line, bitch. If you're not down with that, we got two words for you, bitch. Uh, all in. Uh, yeah, all in. Are you kidding me?